Welcome on into the 2-3 podcast. I'm Cam. That is Zach. Cornell Big Red Preview Edition. Yeah, we've got the friendly neighbor of Cornell coming to Syracuse this Saturday. And uh, it's always a fun game. Usually it's, you know, pretty easy game here for the Orange. But this year, given the last game against Miami, this could be a little more interesting, Cam. Yeah, they're either 7-2 and two or 5-2, and two, depending on who you talk to. Because if you look at their schedule, they say that they're 7-2. and two, But if you look at like the NCAA's like NET rankings, they're actually 5-2. and two. The difference is they played Ithaca College, which shout out to the IC Bombers. And they also played the SUNY Delhi Broncos. Both of them are D3 teams. They crushed them, which... Why would you play two D3 teams in, like, the middle of your season? Like, that doesn't make any sort of sense. Why would you do that? I, I, I don't understand their scheduling there. I mean, it's Ivy League. There's some, some mastermind behind that scheduling. I'm sure it makes sense if you add up the numbers and everything. So, I don't know. You, you got to trust Ivy League with that one, don't, don't you think? I, I guess. I mean, they are... They are the smart ones after all, but they're seven and two. We'll just say that they're seven and two. Their last game was a very narrow loss to the 25th ranked Miami Hurricanes on December 7th. So it was a close game. They have a lot of time to work on their next game against Syracuse. This is not a trap game because Cornell is a very good team. Very worried about this going into it because Cornell has been pretty close the past couple of years, getting really close to beating us. Obviously, we have the big streak going on. I'm worried, Zach. They got 10 days of rest. They got 10 days of practice. They're probably going to use that as an advantage, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of prep and rest is a huge advantage for them. They're able to really like hone in. Obviously, they know a lot about Syracuse playing them for all these years. So they're allowed to do a lot of prep. Obviously, you, you can't emulate, you know, the 2-3 zone, but they can still do a lot of prep. But I do think the disadvantage is they're coming off a loss and they're not in any sort of game flow. They, their last game was December 7th. This game is December 17th. So it's 10 days later without any competitive game in between. So they're going to be prepped and rest, but any flow... And he, like right now we're in a flow for, you know, five game win streak. We're feeling good. They're not necessarily in a flow. So I think that might be a disadvantage. So it's a little bit of both. I hope that it is definitely a disadvantage. Their only other loss came against Boston College. So obviously they can't beat the ACC teams. There's something there and Boston College isn't very good. So maybe there is, you know, the other teams that they beat aren't necessarily anything notable other than the Ithaca College Bombers, who they beat by 22 points. All in all, though, Cornell does look like they are a pretty solid team. When you break down their players, Zach, the first guy that stands out to you, Greg Dolan. I want you to read his stats for our audience right now. All right, hold on to your hold on to your pants here. Okay, you ready for this? I mean, first, 13.9 averaging for points, right? Pretty good, 14 yeah. points a game, right? Not bad. But here's where things kind of, you know, blow off the screen for you. 58.8% three-point shooter. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. Knowing us, we're not very good against three-point shooters. So nearly 60% from the arc. The thing is, though, he only averages around four 
attempts a game. In comparison, JG3 like doubles the average attempts per game to eight. So you would think that he's just really good when he does shoot, but we know that Cornell, yeah, Cornell can shoot too, like when they're in the dome. So he's calculated, he knows when to shoot. He is definitely the person that you're circling if you are doing the scouting report because obviously the Orange are, they, they struggle against shooting, Zach. Yeah, this is definitely something you want to watch for, and I'm sure we'll see Greg Dolan make a three or two or, or, or more this Saturday. And one interesting thing I just noticed while looking at his stats is while he is a great shooter, a great three-point shooter, his three-point percentage is only 65%, and that's out of 20 attempts. So pretty mm. low for such a great shooter everywhere else. Yeah, very interesting. You know, it's interesting whenever you break down a shooter if they're like, good at threes they're actually like terrible at free throws or terrible from the you know the rest of the field so it could be where you just kind of close them out on the arc and then you don't really have to worry about anything else so maybe that's one of the cases but until we play them we will not know the other guy that we need to break down is uh sean hansen he's rebounding over just five or just over five rebounds a game um you know he a good player he's averaging around 10 points um you know it it could be somebody that's going to kind of give us fits on the boards i hope not i feel like jesse should be able to lock that down the guy is six nine so we'll see i i don't i hope he's not going to lock down jesse too much but the biggest issue is if he's going to lock down our forwards yeah, I mean, he is a decent size, but I do think overall our team will have the advantage in, in height against the Cornell team. Any Cornell team, like 6'9", 6'10", that's all, or that's like the most they're going to offer. So I think we'll Jesse will definitely have the advantage, and I think our forwards will as well. But he's definitely someone to look out for. Another another guard to look out for, he's not the top leading, he's not a top scorer, but he, he's averaging just around eight points a game. But he's also another great three-point shooter, 50 Fifty percent from three out of thirty-four total attempts on the year. So pretty good, uh, pretty good three-point shooter. Yeah, it seems like their guards are really not too bad when it comes to shooting, and that's going to be the issue. Is we got teams like Colgate who came in and just shot the lights out, and you worry about that. You worry about how our guards are going to be able to lock down on defense. I like to think though, Zach, that we've kind of gotten away from the whole man-to-man experiment, which we were doing around that time. We've just stuck to our guns at the two-three zone. We've kind of stuck with variations of the zone, but for the most part, we're just sticking to one thing. Hopefully it'll work, but for the most part, as long as we're not doing like the switching between man-to-man and stuff like that, I think that it'll hopefully work out and kind of cut down on those threes. Yeah, and if there's anything I learned about the Miami game, I watched the Miami Miami uh, recap. The at least in that game, there was not much offense. Obviously, that was a 107 to 105 score. So, obviously, there's no offense going there. So, hopefully, they'll kind of let us do what we want. They won't be too, you know, aggressive. So, that will be to our advantage. We can kind of get going on offense. And then, hopefully, the 2-3 zone can clamp down and, you know, get on these shooters. Like, we know the scouting report. We know who to go for. I mean, it's inevitable that some of these guys, especially, you know, Dolan with such a high percentage, will knock knock a few down. But I think uh, I think – you know, all in all, we're looking pretty good against this matchup. Ask you this every single episode. 
that we do uh, break down to the next game. Who are you looking for for the biggest game? I want to ask you, though, from the forward position, who are you looking to have a biggest game? I mean, it's a little bit ambiguous. We don't know who's who's getting that Chris Bell spot. If it is Chris Bell, if it's Malik Brown, or if it's John Bull, or if it's Walk-On, who knows? But um, <laughs> I don't. Know, we keep harping on this four position, uh, and it, it's just it's just what needs the most love right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. And whether that's Chris Bell, Malik Brown, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and say Malik Brown. That's who that's who I'm hoping for. It's, I hope he gets a start. Or if not, then huge minutes, and I hope he's able to contribute positively like he's been doing. Outside of the forward position, who do you anticipate having the biggest game for the Orange outside of the forward position? I think uh, Jesse gets back on track in terms of scoring. You know, this might be, you know, in, in danger territory for 2020 brewing potentially. I don't know. I don't want to call it quite for this game, but I could see him really take advantage of his uh, height and athleticism against a Cornell team. Any forwards that are listening right now on the Syracuse basketball team, I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're a walk-on, I don't care if you're a starter, I am going to put a challenge out there for you. I want you to have at least seven rebounds in this game. Seven rebounds, I don't care if they're defensive, I don't care if they're offensive. Just seven rebounds in this game you can you can be the most random forward. You don't have to be anybody who's even in the rotation right now, like Zaxon. You could be a walk on. I don't care. Just anybody have more than like five rebounds in the game and be somewhat consistent. I think that Jim would love it. I think that the fans would love it. I'm gonna say for my person that I'm watching out for, I'm gonna say John Bolajac. I want to see him kind of come alive. I want him to be in the conversation of potentially starting at the forward position he already kind of is but I want him to really sort of dial in and be you know that guy that we talk about potentially taking over um over under Zach combined rebounds for the forwards at 10 would you take the over or the under I think I'm I think I'm taking taking the over on that I, I have confidence yeah. here and you know guys like Benny Williams and Malik Brown and John Bull, I think I think I'm taking the over on that one. I like it. I want to see more rebounds from the forwards, as does everybody. It's a fun little thing. I'll be in attendance to this game, so that'll be exciting for me. Um, I'll be That's live right. in action. That's cool. Don't know what else to say other than that, but I'll be there. So let's go. <laughs> are you, what what section? Like what area are you going to be sitting in? I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. That's right. You have to report back on like the new dome and how it looks and everything. I want you to give the full in-depth review when you get back for the for the Cornell breakdown. But anyways, that's going to do it for us. Cuse and Cornell, that game, and once again, uh, on Saturday, it'll be a fun one. It is on ACC Network at... Three. I lost it. Three o'clock. Thank you. So three o'clock, ACC Network. Hopefully Cuse by a million... And until you hear from us next time, we will talk to you soon. Let's go, Cuse.